Hi personal developers, welcome to my YouTube channel. If this is your first time here, welcome! Hello! If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I'm so glad I got you here today. I am Erika, aka The Personal Developer, and we are here together to develop our minds. Today, I am going to share with you the second part of a conversation that I had with my beautiful soul sister, Bird Mejia. I told you, you were going to love her. If you are watching part two, that's, that just proves my point. If you didn't watch part one, please run and go watch part one because part two is basically a continuation of our previous conversation, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna stop talking and let you watch part two on this conversation on womanhood, uh, racism, there we have so many we, we cover so many things i really hope you like it and don't forget to comment okay leave me a comment if you like it white you have this whole indoctrination of like mm -hmm. white we're superheroes you know and when you are brown you know there's there's nothing yeah. like you know and yeah. like you know and then like oh you say for like mexican like mexican you see a mexican man he's he is cleaning the, the 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 landscape you know he's like he's nothing you know and you know that's what like you know my grandfather you know he was he was the waiter you know and i think inside you know he felt like you know he was a man he was a machista man he felt like nothing because that's how he was treated so he went into the family and all that anger came out into his family because i'm the jefe and i'm going to be something and the, the anger came and hurt the family. And that's what people don't understand is that, you know, there is still today alive. You know, I talked to young people that, I just talked to somebody like in his 20s and he talked about how he was bullied every day in school about being black. Like, it's just like people just think it's gone, but it's not. And I think it's important that, you know, we are in this period right now where we're, we're coming together where we're changing, but this dismissing, like that stuff is in the past, like you guys have issues and the stuff that still goes on right now, it needs to change. And also an understanding for us people of color that we're carrying the pain from the past generations. And if you are of European descent, what we have coined white in this world, to understand that people of color, we carry like pain from atrocities. Yes, your families went through hard things too, but like there were things because of racism that we carry in our DNA and mm -hmm. to be brothers and sisters and like not to, to be like, hey, I feel sorry for you. But like, yes, you're my brother and sister. I'm going because the greatest thing you can do to somebody, honestly, is to hold space for them. Yes. Not to tell them, you know, this is something I had to learn, you know, you know, as, as a life coach and as a healer is that. You know, a lot of times I have lots of knowledge and I want to tell them. I'm like, no, one of the greatest honors is silence. Is just to allow another person to tell their story and to hold space for their story and to honor the story. And I think that's what's not happening is that our stories, we're not holding people. A lot of, of people of European descent are not, a lot of white people are not allowing us just to hold space for us. You're not holding space for us. You're not allowing us to and honoring us to have the sacred space yeah. and to listen to our stories and to honor our stories and to say, yes, like, I don't know what that feels like 
Eric Hutch had gone through that. Like, mm -hmm. I've never experienced that in my answers. We have not experienced that. But you know what? Like, I honor you as another human being. And I have empathy and I'm going to hold space and send love to you as another human being. And I think that's what we need to do. Instead yeah. of we don't need, like, you know, poor you or like we don't need the guilt is not guilt has never done anything, you know, but it's about honoring us and honoring each other as human beings. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree. I couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more with you. Uh, it's about understanding. It's not like we talk, we, we just want to speak and talk and let you know and scream and shout. That's, that's not about it. We just want you to recognize that this still still happens you know and this is the world we live in but if you think that this is not happening then you live in a different world as Bert said like look around you go to the cinema who's there I grew up and uh, watching movies and telenovelas like you said the black woman was always the, the woman working in the house mm -hmm. you know that's what she did she was there she was working she was cleaning Nothing wrong with that, that's, that's a profession, but as a black woman, like, is that the only thing I can do? Just try to imagine what does that do to your self-worth? You're going to think that you cannot, we're talking about TV, yeah, now we're grown-ups, we can see the difference, maybe we can spot the difference, some of us are more, um, um, how do you say, some of us are more affected than we think with TV and the media. But imagine you are a little girl and you are watching TV, I don't know, three hours, four hours a day, and you only see people that don't represent you. And the people who represent you are doing, they're not doing, they are invisible. They are the person who brings your coffee. You don't even look at her face. What does this do for your self-worth? And imagine yes. when you live and in your house, you you hear this you have to be twice as good than them okay so you are nothing and on top of that on top of being nothing you have to be twice as good and you know that's true because when you go when you go out and you start studying and you try doing stuff you know that people want you to be twice as good because otherwise they they won't look at you uh, i've been to job interviews uh, where I don't have like a, an accent from Angola, I have an accent from Portugal. So uh, I used to doing like small, you know, when you're looking for jobs and people call you and then they set an interview. And you know what it is to arrive to an interview and see the disappointment of the person in their faces, figuring out that you are black? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not paranoid. This is... It is real and it happens and maybe you're not going to you're not going to be hired because you are black mm -hmm. uh, when my mom was looking for an apartment we were very little one person didn't want to rent the apartment because we were black and we make a lot of noise uh, and I've heard a lot of you black people in this life for you to tell me that this doesn't exist this still exists to this day and being black and a woman oh my god <laughs> I don't know where to start, Bert. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot, Erica. And like, you know, I honor that, you know, I hold space with you right now just talking about how, you know, you went to the interview and you could feel that he was disappointed, like that he was expecting a white woman. 
to come in with the accent and he like you and you know and then you have to question yourself like am I really feeling that but you're into like you were right like you know this and like I just honor that you like but that is something that you have to carry and you have to know and it is something that a lot of people don't understand and you're carrying that all the time and you're feeling those things yeah. um, yes yes um, yeah. I had some of those experiences growing up, you know, I had two um, different college boyfriends and both of them, you know, I was falling in love with and, you know, you're at that age where, you know, people are starting to think about getting married, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But each of them had a parent that like hated me and like hated me. Like I could feel it. And I remember as a young woman, like I knew it was because of who I was. They, they didn't want their daughter and their son to be married to like an ethnic girl. Right. And but I couldn't deal with it. Like I just, it was too, it was too painful. And I know, I remember when my mom, when my mother met um, one of the boys' mothers and she started yelling at me. She's like, you know, that woman hates you, don't you? She hates you. And she just was like yelling at me. And I remember just started bawling. I'm like, mom. And it was because my mother tried to raise me white and tried to protect me. And here I was right in her face and she could feel the racism. And she was so angry that her daughter was doing it same racism because she thought that she had you know sacrificed her whole being to protect us and here it was in her face that you know a lot of times you know for me it's that subtle things like you know people think oh, I'm not racist but like it's the subtle things Erica like yes. people don't get like you feel like we feel like it's yeah. just a lot of times that racism is subtle and yeah. you we just know it and you know you might not even know that you're coming from this stuff because you don't realize how you've been indoctrinated you know, just like we've been indoctrinated, I was the same way. Like, I was ashamed to say that I was Mexican. Like, I was, like, because the only Mexicans I saw, like, I didn't see hardly any of them. If they did, they were always the servants, right? You know, and I was like, I, I didn't even know. I remember growing up, you know, maybe being like 19 and 20, like, seeing these affluent communities of Latinas and of Mexicans and, you know, Latin American people. And I was like, I didn't know that we live like that. I thought we were all servants, like just because that was the indoctrination and that was the yes. different stuff. And that's, you know, I knew that's what my grandfather, how my grandfather had survived in this country, you know, but if it's affecting us, how is it affecting everybody else? Like if you're getting indoctrinated, and for example, like you could be a teacher and these are the things that you've had and all of a sudden now you have a black child in front of your face and you might have a good heart and mean well, but all those, all those subconscious patterns that were in your head those first eight years of your life, yeah. now you have a child and you're like, oh, yeah. this child's not as smart because this is what the thing. Or you, know, you have a Mexican child thinking, oh, this child's you know, not going to amount to much because you, know, you have all these stereotypes that have been indoctrinated. Like, so we have to be aware of how it's affected us, but how everyone has affected so many people and how we're treated mm -hmm. because of this indoctrination, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I, I think that you just spot on. I think we need to, to realize and, and just check in with ourselves because uh, we're not immune to that. I know that as a black person, I have to check myself sometimes, you know, I have to check myself because this is, this is one thing that we are learning how to deal with, right? Because uh, the, the generation before me dealt it in a way of, okay, let's, change ourselves so we can fit in uh, and now my generation is like let me get in your face so we can 
you know, have a word to say. And, and yeah, so we are all adapting. I think it's, it's, yeah, we need to be more aware and check in with ourselves. And first of all, more important, assume that this is happening as it's real, as you said, so, so correctly. Um, and, and also, you know, just be more conscious and, and check what you, what you say and how you act and, and look around you and see if you can do something. Um, you know, saying things like, oh, I'm not racist because I have one black friend. Like, this is not cool. This is not, no, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. You have one black friend. This kind of stuff that we say and that we always say, and sometimes we think that it's funny, but it's actually like perspective. Like, just check yourself, check yourself. I think we should all check ourselves and see what we're doing and how we're doing. And, um, and yeah, just walk around as we are and, and check ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. That's really important, Erica. Um, we were also going to talk, I know we're about, um, we've been talking for quite a while, but just our experiences as, you know, kind of as, as, as women of color, like, you know, how, you know, I grew up like being ashamed of how I looked and being ashamed um, was my biggest, um, biggest feeling. How about, how about you? Yeah, I was, I was ashamed. Yes, uh, I was ashamed. I, I thought that everyone was more beautiful than, than I was, you know, because I saw all these men attracted to, uh, to this uh, light skin, long hair, you know, <laughs> my, my hair didn't move. <laughs> so I was, I, yeah, I was, I was ashamed. Um, you know, I had, I had comments from my black friends that I was uh, cute, even though I was black. Uh, you know, that thing that they don't do you any favor, they just put you down even more. Um, so yeah, I was feeling ashamed for, for a long time and I really tried to, to blend in as well for a long period of, um, of my life. I was trying to, you know, trying to be less black or whatever that means. That, that, that never worked. Like, it was not me. Uh, so yeah, a lot of shame, a lot of uh, weird comments, uh, feeling less than, um, and yeah, and that came from home uh, and also from the from the outside and and from from society in general, from the examples uh, that I that I saw growing up. You know, I was really feeling uh, less than, and that that had a lot to do with uh, being being black. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I was treated different, uh, even from my peers, you know. Yes. Yeah. And even from, I know we had discussed even like how men a lot of times men are perceived as, especially like, you know, we talked about like <laughs> being labeled like ethnic. We got this old. Oh ethnic. yes. <laughs> You're so exotic. You are so exotic. I love black women. Okay. <laughs> Just to say that this is, um, I mean. If you are walking around with me like you have some sort of trophy, mm -hmm. that's that's not okay because you are not you are not with me. You are uh, just treating me like an exotic species, and you you don't even have feelings for me. You have feelings for the idea that you have of me that mm -hmm. it's not even real. You know, uh, I dated a white man who, who thought that it's just, I'm African, so I'm a certain way, you know, I have to be a dancer, 
uh, I have to be like the crazy, uh, crazy in bed because I'm African. Um, I mean, just so many things and ex weird expectations that um, men had on me. Uh, sometimes I really felt very like, what am I? I felt very objectified. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of attention that I was getting was from when I was younger, younger. Now it's different, but it was that kind of attention, like more uh, objectified. I, I felt objectified, like, okay, uh, this guy likes me because I'm black. And then black guys didn't, got, didn't like me that much or they wanted me to be like their, I don't know, their mom. <laughs> you know, uh, this African thing of like, you should cook, you should do. And so I was in this situation, like, why are these light-skinned women have this relationship with black men and they can do whatever I can? And if I have relationship with black men, I have to act like I'm their mother. Uh, what's happening here? And if I were with uh, light-skinned men, then uh, I was the masterpiece, just do nothing, just be there. Uh, it, it was crazy and, and confusing and confusing. I have to pave the way to really get to know myself so I'm, you know, so I'm more secure of myself and then just, uh, and then just run away from all this nonsense because this still exists to this day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's crazy. I still get those vibes from time to time, but, um, but yeah, that, that was, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it was very uncomfortable, you know? Yes. Yes, it's a lot. You get a lot of kind of craziness in all different realms, right? Within yeah. the community and without like all those kind of stereotypes like constantly, all the time. Exactly. And no one was telling me, you are so beautiful as you are. As Why you are. are you straightening your hair if your hair is perfect? Uh, you are so, you know, you are so intelligent. Um, I don't know. Was, I wasn't receiving so many positive comments. The comments yeah. were always like uh, like that. Yes, yes. And I know um, for for me as a as a Latina woman, it's my like we're just like the sex symbols, right? Um, yeah. I remember I remember when I was I must have been 21 years old and I was dating. And I grew up in an all white community, so you yeah. know back then like that was all like that was available, right? So I was dating this. This, I guess he was a boy then. He was 21, right? Still a boy, but you know, young man. Yeah. And he took me to dinner with his boss. You know, um, with his mm -hmm. had this really lucrative job, and it was this blonde man with this white woman, and she wasn't she wasn't real pretty, and she was just kind of a plain average woman. We're sitting there talking, and his boss looks at him like I am not there, and he looks at him, and he says. What do you see in her? <clears throat> like, like I wasn't even there. He looks at him and he goes, what do you see in her? And the guy I, was dating. I feel was, uncomfortable just listening to this. Yes. And he said, well, look at her. She's gorgeous. And then I don't remember where it went. I, I just remember because then I was like, I wasn't dealing with my ethnicity. And I just remember just kind of like, it felt like it was like, but it was like I was invisible. Like, you know. You, I'm having this plain white woman here, and you have this beautiful, you know, Latina woman. But what do you see in her? Like she is not proper, you know. And he mm. was so, you know, and that's the kind of stuff. Like it was like you could 
you know, I think for Latina women, we're like, you know, we're the sex objects, you know, and sometimes we'll, you know, we'll get men that are just, you know, especially white men that just like, I'm into Latina women, and like, they just think that we're, I'm like, what do you mean you're into Latina? Like, I just date Latina women, like, really, like, what, like, what do you, uh, like, you know what, you know, and I'm, and please stop making those type of comments, it's just horrible. I know, I know. don't do it. it. <laughs> don't do it. It's not sexy. No. It's not, cool. it's not no. a conversation starter. It's just horrible. No. Oh, dude. Ah, so it's hard. <laughs> Our life can be hard sometimes. But what are the positives of being a Latina woman? Um. Well, I mean, I love, I mean, I think there's so many positives. Like, I come from this beautiful, rich culture. Um, you know, I have this beautiful skin that tans in the sun, you know. Yeah. My, my face is not aging because of the, the sun. I've got some protection, you know. i got this dark, beautiful hair. I mean, there's a lot to, I mean, just even like, like, aesthetic, aesthetically, but, you know, beyond that, like, I come from this culture. And, you know, I even appreciate you know, the things that, that have been hidden, you know, my mother used to always say, you know, we have no Indian, we're not Indian, like, there's no Indian blood, you just come from pure Spanish blood, you know, and, you know, when she died, we did her DNA, and, you know, there was a lot of, of, of Indian, like, and, like, I love that, like, I love the culture, I love the, you know, the, my ancestors, you know, were from this, this beautiful, rich culture, like, I love that and those things that are alive and that we can explore and some of those things have been hidden but it's like for me it's just like I feel like our ancestors went through so many things so that we can be free mm. and be proud of who they were not able to be free and proud of because of all of the oppression all of all the horrific things they went through so it's like for us we can just hold them up and we can say this is who we come from these are the cultures these are the people we come from, I mean, even like the spirituality, you know, I am really into all the spirituality and I watch all these spiritual summits and all regards to all of the, the spiritual masters, but most of them are white and most of them are white men. But you know what? And a lot of, some of them are coming and they're going into communities of color and they're studying this stuff and then they're bringing it to the people. Well, you know what? A lot of our ancestors, like we didn't have to have all this, like they were living that. Like yeah. they knew those things. Like they were indigenous. They, the indigenous cultures that we come from, they were they were living the spirituality. They were living it. They were doing it every day. They were being in the present moment every day. Like they were doing these things. Yeah. And like so, I feel like you know, even connecting to the, our spirituality, uh, to the truths mm -hmm. um, that our ancestors knew, and stepping into that, and then joining with our quote-unquote white brothers and sisters with all of it but also coming out as being the teachers like it's not always like we know things like our ancestors knew things like I don't I'm going to teach it like I'm going to come and I'm going to be the one that teaches it yeah you know and I think you know so those are some of the things how about you I love it I love it so much I I, I love being a woman and I love being a black woman I just absolutely love my skin. I'm obsessed with my skin. I think it's a beautiful tone. 
uh, hair, love the hair, it's crazy, it does whatever it wants to do. I love the fact that since we have been through so much, we are very empathic. We understand, it doesn't matter who comes to me, and I will understand you because I have been through some things and that happens in general with a lot of people from different ethnicities. We have been through so much, we traveled, we have, we have some, so many different cultures and so many uh, things that affect us as, as a people uh, that we are beautiful empaths people. We understand and we can have empathy for other people and we are resilient because even though this is crazy we are still here we're still fighting and we're still being ourselves and we are still out there and we are doing this with no violence we are just trying to speak up we are spreading the word and we are still here and we can still understand the other side, you know. I mean, I, I just love being a black woman. I think it's I think it's uh, it's great, and it should be great to be a black or a Latino or or whatever. But I really embrace it, and I love my 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 culture. And and I come from a place where I am a black woman based in Europe, and I have a lot of you know you know all these mixtures, and and I embrace everything. Yeah, that's powerful. I love that. You also come from the original people. Yes, I'm an African. I'm from the sister land, you know. It's um, yes. Yeah. Oh, but I think that's it. Yes, um, so lovely to talk. I mean, we can continue talking on this subject, but you know, yes. I just think it's so you know. And then I gotta say, so my sisters of color, a lot of I have to tell you, just love yourself. Yes. You know, love your hair. You know, and if it is your thing to dye your hair blonde or pink or you know because it's coming from creativity then do what you want and you know I'm not saying not to straighten your hair sometimes if that you want to do that sometimes it makes you feel beautiful but just like love yourself like embrace yourself know you know who who you come from your people come from rich cultures rich people and the atrocities that happened to the ancestors have just made us so strong. And sometimes the dysfunctions in our families are a lot because of the trauma. It's the traumas that keep getting passed on. And so, like, if you're watching this, like, it's probably part of your duty to, like, step forth and heal yourself and heal those traumas. And your ancestors are supporting you and guiding you. But as you heal yourself, you're healing the generations before and after you. So like we have this and we, it's like we need more of us. You beautiful, my sisters of color and my brothers of color, like we need to rise up right now too and to speak our truths and to lead and to come and to love ourselves. And part of that is loving, like this shell, like this is part of our being. So like just, mm, I love you. You're just so powerful and amazing and all of our different tones and like, yes. oh my God. Like just, just, yes. just. Yes. Think about how you carry yourself, why you do the things you do, why you straighten your mm -hmm. hair. Just think twice. If it is something that you are doing for somebody else or because you heard it or because you think it's right and that's not what you want to do, then don't do it. Then don't do it. After that five minutes where you will feel weird, I know what, how that feels. After that 
five minutes you'll feel weird, you will feel free and happy and liberated because you are being you and we need more of you, of you and just show up and you will see I'm so happy. Sometimes I'm walking down the street and I see a black girl and she's smiling at me and I know why she's smiling because she's, she sees me and she's like, okay, I can be that. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm, I'm the best example ever, but I'm happy that I am carrying my hair, that I am expressive. And you know, and some little, a little black girl, she's gonna see it and she's gonna say, I can be myself as well. So you can do that for people as well. It's so beautiful for people and for yourself. And I love that. I think that's so important. And like, I also want to like, um, also say to my, um, you know, a lot of us, people of color, like Latina women um, throughout the world, like we also like also embrace, you know, like all of us, they said all of us originally come from Africa, but a lot of us also have African blood. You know, my mother was, I think when they did the DNA, 8% African. She had some Malis, some Senegal, some, you know, just a little bit of that, you know, like we all, and then even from Spain, like the dark, dark, the stuff comes from the more who is from North Africa that lived there for thousands of years. And even the Italian, the dark from Italy, that's because the more lived there, like, you know, like embrace, you know, embrace um, the African you have in you and the native that you have in you and everything that you have of your color. Like it is so important, so powerful. And, you know, again, like to end it, like we're all, we are all, luminous beings chosen in this body that's who the essence of us but we have to love our temple and part of our loving our temple is loving ourselves as women of color and men of color that's so beautiful that's so beautiful i have nothing to add what a beautiful conversation it was so lovely erica i love you i love We're you so luminous like mm, so um so lovely to, um, to connect and reach out like you know Eric and I met on IG, right? You know, yes. like, we're coming from different parts of the world. Like, you know, I know we're going through this difficult time right now, but it's also this time of transformation. Like the things that are rising up within us are the things that want to be transformed. And so reach out to your brothers and sisters around the world and let's like, let's rise up within ourselves. But let's help each other rise. And Erica, like I'm so excited like, to continue our beautiful spiritual partnership our beautiful yeah. friendship over the years and like watch you just keep rising and like support you in any way i can like you're just such a, a luminous being so such a, a pleasure thank you for inviting me thank you oh that was so lovely hi personal developer thank you so much for watching this video if you enjoyed it like subscribe to my channel and share it with someone you love and also don't forget to activate the notification so you don't miss a thing there's a new video coming every wednesday and friday there's another thing i don't want you to forget you can be the boss of your brain yes you can see you next time